And good evening, everyone. I hope you had a lovely weekend. And uh, I know Curtis just talked about this, but it really is the story as of right now. And for the first hour this evening, this is the best way I can put it. The migrant mess, the migrant mess is about a 100, a 100 on a scale of 1 to 10. On a scale of 1 to 10, the migrant mess is at a 100. But I'm going to get to that in just a moment. We are together for the next two hours here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter here with you. A lot to get to over the course of the next two hours where, of course, we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So on Friday, I'm in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Now, uh, Matt Blaze and, and Kenneth, do, do I have it right now? Wil- Wilkes-Barre? That is correct. Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Wil- Wilkes-Barre. I, I saw your face light up, so so I guess I got it right now. You right? got it right. You're now, you're on track now. Not, now I'm on no track. More Wilkes Bar. <laughs> no Wilkes more Wilkes-Barre. No more Wilkes-Barre. Wilkes-Barre. Okay. So I'm, I'm in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, and I turn on the radio to 77 WABC. The Rip and Read with Curtis Slewa. So I'm literally standing outside the Walmart there, and I have my uh, iPhone, and I'm listening to uh, to Curtis. And Curtis, of course, is on from 12.15 to 1 in the afternoon. And I hear Curtis Slewa say, Anthony Weiner and myself have graduated as WABC hosts. He also talks about the very high ratings for this program. And thank you to Margot Katsimatidis and John Katsimatidis for making it all possible. The very high ratings for this program. And Curtis compared me to the legendary Bob Grant, albeit in this case the African-American type Bob Grant. Here's a little bit of what Curtis had to say. The other graduate, though, that I'm pleased to give his certificate to, he's been at it longer from the old WABC, Dominic Carter, at night, his ratings have gone through the roof. I think the day that Dominic Carter recognized that he was never going to be a TV broadcaster again, an announcer, and decided to devote his craft to becoming the best talk radio host he could be. Uh, In listening of late, he sounds to me like a black version of Bob Grant. He's caustic, he's friendly, he laughs, he's sociable, he tells stories, and nobody knows about mental health care issues better than Dominic Carter, who had to suffer through his life with his own mother, who uh, was traumatized by this, and as a result, he was traumatized. And he shares that with the audience 
in a way you won't hear at any other radio station, won't see on any TV station, won't hear on any podcast in the nation. So I am proud today, Professor Curtis Lewa, to graduate two of my students, Anthony Weiner, who gains an extra hour and is ready to take on all of you Trumpers on Saturdays at 2. If you miss it live, get it on the podcast. And Dominic Carter, who's gotten an extra hour on Sunday nights, 11 to 1, has been doing a lot of substituting and catch him Monday through Fridays, 12 to 1. He is the ratings leader at night. Well, you know, standing ovation for me, I'm the professor, right, of talk radio. I've been doing this 35 years. Anyway, I'm so proud. Busting our buttons at Richard. That's right, flip-flop, flip in. You can give it up. They worked hard. They worked hard and they deserved it. Maybe some of our colleagues can learn from their work ethic and maybe listen more to Curtis Lewa, who really knows talk radio. This is what we have chosen to do. I didn't ask for this, but I know how to do it. And so I'm standing there holding my iPhone right outside Walmart, right, folks, in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And that's what's playing over the radio. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for the uh, for the compliment, Curtis. And um, and again, you know, we work very hard, the Nightside team, to uh, deliver the ratings here. And we've been quite successful at it. And it's because of you folks uh, that that call this program and make it a success. So sometimes our number one, our number one, sometimes the public can have a long memory. Sometimes the public can have a long memory. Mayor Adams, I hope you hear me right now. I have this uncanny ability to accurately predict elections. And I am telling you, Mr. Mayor, poof, 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 poof. Those warning signs, those warning bells are ringing loudly that you are in serious political trouble. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Mr. Mayor. We know each other. I know your confidence level. Right. It's through the roof. But I am telling you that another Democrat could come along and simply argue one issue and one issue alone, the migrant issue, and they could win. Now, maybe it won't be a Democrat. Maybe it will be Curtis Sliwa the second time around. Mr. Mayor. You can't welcome the migrants as you did, and now it becomes everybody else's problem. It just doesn't pass pass the smell test. You were the one jumping through the hoops welcoming the migrants. You and the Looney Tune progressives, nobody else. You, Mr. Mayor. So now you can't turn around and go, no mas, it's everybody else's problem. It doesn't work that way. So in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, I'm, I'm looking at some of the uh, headlines, and a Brooklyn pet store owner is closing her business due to the city's failing policies, 
stating crime is horrible. This is the wagging tails in Bay Ridge. And the owner says, she says it's, she owns the business with her husband. She says it's time to go because crime is horrible. The filth is outrageous. The e-bikes and everything that goes along with that. Things that we talk about just about every night on this program. She says there's no law and order. The owner of the Wagging Tails Pet Shop in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, posted a sign, a literal sign on the front door of her store and on social media explaining it's not a financial decision for why she's going to shut down because she claims that she has 300 to 400 clients and she has been in business since 2006. Instead, she says the closure is because of the failed policies of the politicians. Last year, a frightening armed robbery outside spilled into her store and made her fear for her safety. So, Bay Ridge native, and she runs the shop with her husband, and guess where she's going now? Florida, once she closes shop on August 21st. And this is happening all over the city of New York. All over the city of New York. So now the the migrant situation, right? So a hotel, Long Island City, it's not a hotel anymore. It's a shelter for asylum seekers. A hip four-star New York City hotel converted into a migrant shelter. Local people, as you might imagine, are not happy. They say they are appalled. So this went from a trendy four-star hotel, Long Island City, the latest location to become a, a migrant hub. Collective Paper Factory Hotel. Collective Paper Factory Hotel was once home to a historic paper factory began housing migrants just the other day after being converted into a Department of Homeless Services emergency shelter site for families. 37-0636 Street, already families are have, have moved in, at least 16 families, and already residents are complaining about filth, uh, quality of life, Uh, issues. It is a mess, an absolute mess. So up in the Buffalo area, the county executive there says, no mas, we don't want no more migrants here. This came after two alleged, not one, two alleged sexual assault incidents involving asylum seekers in Erie County in the past week, according to police. One involved uh, apparently an asylum seeker from Venezuela uh, who 
has been charged with raping a woman in front of a three-year-old child. Think about that for a second. The woman works there as part of one of the programs. I believe she's 27 years old. He's charged with raping her in front of a three-year-old child. I haven't even gotten to Staten Island yet. I haven't even gotten to uh, Mr. Katsimatidi's show, uh, Governor David Patterson, on on his show uh, earlier today. Of course, the Cats Roundtable must listen to radio, top-rated program in New York. I want you to listen, folks. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want you to listen to the police chief uh, up in the area, up near Buffalo, right? They are waving the, 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 the white flag, whatever whatever term you want to use. They don't want the migrants there anymore. I'm asking that the for the immediate discontinued use of the Best Western Hotel on Dingen Street. The hotel is located in a residential neighborhood and is causing not only safety concerns to nearby residents, but also quality of life issues. I'm calling for extra funding cover overtime shifts so that we can increase police presence in the community around the hotels. Alleged rape. This is just one case. There are two in front of a three-year-old child. Now, do you know the years of therapy that child is going to need either personally or at the expense of taxpayers after having witnessed something like this, listen to the Erie County executive up in the Buffalo area stating we don't want any more migrants. I demanded Mayor Adams pause all further transportation of asylum seekers to our community until such time as we can resolve all security issues. He agreed and informed me they will not send any additional persons to Erie County at this time. We also discussed the need for a new and improved security plan especially considering DACO, the third party hired by New York City to run the hotel operations, may have interfered in the Chittawaga Police's investigation of this matter. It, it, is, it, is, uh, it, it is ridiculous. There is no reason why it had to be this way. None whatsoever. We are about to start with your uh, telephone calls, but on Staten Island, Staten Island, Curtis Lewa was there over the weekend, protesters uh, declaring uh, basically war. How do you, at the area of Midland Beach, how do you take an elderly housing location and say, no, 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 you folks got to go. This is for migrants. You are destroying communities. The alarm bells are going off everywhere to the city of New York, to Mayor Adams. If you don't stop this nonsense, I know you think you guaranteed base, you guaranteed the win. I am telling you, you will lose this election. You are underestimating the anger of the voters when it comes to this migrant mess. Well, you know, Dominic Staten Island didn't vote for me anyway. Okay, perhaps that's the case. But now you're going to make them energized 
the turnout in larger numbers than ever, and you are offending your own base at the same time with these migrants. For what? Governor David Patterson, Governor David Patterson, Democrat, appearing on the Cats Roundtable with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. I want you folks uh, to listen to what Governor Patterson with Mr. Katsimatidis had to say. Governor Patterson, what's on your mind this Sunday morning? Well, I think what's more interesting than what's on my mind, John, is what's on Mayor Eric Adams' mind. He expressed it this week. He estimated that we are currently housing 97,000 immigrants in the city. And he projects that there could be 60,000 more coming. So he multiplies the 97,000 times 365 days, and that comes out to uh, it, it, it comes out to 3.6 billion dollars that would cost the city to house the migrants for a year. And the the uh, federal government has really done nothing about it. As a matter of fact, the state, under the, uh, with uh, Governor Kathy Hochul, has given seven times more money to this effort. They didn't start it, but they put the money in to help. Seven times more money than the federal government. Governor David Patterson uh, appearing with uh, our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. And I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, folks, as I'm, I'm thinking, as I'm listening to, uh, to Mr. Katsimatidis and, and Governor Patterson, and, you know, I, I, I make no bones about it. I've known uh, Eric Adams uh, for about 30, 35 years, and and if not a little longer. And he, I'm one of the people that he told uh, privately, and he told it to a lot of people, but he told me years in advance that he was going to be the mayor of New York. So did, uh, so did Bill de Blasio, who, by the way, uh, was out apparently on a date with a former staffer uh, this weekend. Um I don't know much about that, so we'll just leave that alone. I wish, I wish the uh, the former mayor De Blasio and his uh, and his wife uh, happiness. Uh, I, I I don't know what's going on there. You know, they're, they're sharing the same house, they're, they're dating. I don't know. I don't want to know. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, uh, it's always been a strange. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to know. You know, they, the former first lady came out as a lesbian, and then they were setting it up because the Blasio was about to run for mayor. So they took the negative, and they, they went on the offense with it first before an opponent could, could declare it. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the first lady wants to go back to that lifestyle. I don't. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. So let me let me get off of that. <laughs> Let me get off of that, folks, and let's stay. Let's stay on uh, Mayor Adams. So, really, folks, um, if he were here right now, me and him, and this was a private conversation, it would go. It would go something like this. I would say, "What's up, man? What's up, Dominic? How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. What's going on, brother? I'm chilling. Yeah, man. How you like the job? How you like dealing with the with these headaches and everything? Oh, man." This is this is Mayor Adams now. Ah, uh, you know I love the job, and and then I would say, brother, come on, man, chill with the nightlife, Dominic. I've got to go out at night. To- Eric, you talking to me? Chill with the nightlife. I've got to go out to you know bring back the the vibrancy of nightlife. Hey, hey Eric, Eric, Eric. Yeah, I'm telling you, brother, 
brother to brother, you better chill with this migrant crisis because you're about to be a one-term mayor. You better chill. I know you think that it's not going to hem you up, but I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling Eric, haven't I haven't I done very good at predicting things? Yeah, yeah, you predict that. I'm telling you, you're about to lose the election. Now mess around if you want to. Think it's guaranteed for a second term. You are awakening a sleeping giant. Nobody wants to hear this migrant mess. Yeah, whatever, Dominic. All right, man, I'll see you the next time. That's the way the conversation would go. Literally. Then, then we might discuss some private things, you know, that I can't, that that we have discussed in the past. In fairness to to, to the mayor, that I can't, you know, kind of put on the radio, you know, man talk. Well, I'll just, I'll just, uh, I, I'll leave it at that. Let's start with uh, your telephone calls. Let's begin with uh, with Mario on Staten Island. Good evening, Mario. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, Dom. It's great to hear your voice on the air. Um, so my name's Mario, run a civic group here on the North Shore of Staten Island. Uh, our civic and our community, we attend the, uh, the rally in Midland Beach in regards to the uh, proposed uh, homeless shelter for the migrants. You know, so we, we kind of foreseen this was, was coming. Um, you know, it started with the hotel in Travis. And as you stated, there are crimes happening there. Quality of life has diminished. Uh, it's surrounded by residential areas. Now we're coming up with this senior housing ready to close. Put, you know, just picture this. Just picture this. Seniors with a suitcase at a bus stop on Midland Avenue and Father Capadano to make room for migrants. I mean, it's hard to say that, you know, uh, it's a bad decision by the uh, Adams administration. But now it's starting to it's, it's starting to hit home because there are numerous veterans at this uh, senior facility. Now it's going to have to be relocated. And now it's a problem. Uh, we already had this homeless problem way before the migrants. I mean, this goes back to when Bloomberg left the administration. And immediately mainstream media has noticed immediately after he left office a spike in homeless. And where did they come from? the shutdown state facilities in upstate New York. They were all shipped into the city. We can't handle our U.S. homeless. What makes anyone think they could handle migrants coming in from other countries and we could hold it? We're already doing a poor job with what we have now. And as a civic group, we're, we're receiving all the complaints and the repercussions. Oh, we see these people. Oh, we see that people. And we relate to city agencies and that's when it dies on the vine. And now this is going to happen at this shelter. So the Homes for Homeless organization already has an unsavory past. The president of our civic group did the research, the financial research on this organization. They were in trouble a couple of times. Uh, some heavy penalties were, were laid down. And they promised, when this came out in October of 2022, we approached a neighboring civic, and we said, are you aware of this? And they said, this is not happening. We're going to make sure it's going to go to another organization that's going to tend to senior housing, assisted living. And now they do this under the cover of night where everyone's vacationing in the middle of the summer, and, it, you know, the ball drops. And now we all have to, you know, gather everyone together in the middle of the summer on a Saturday 
and rally across the street from this place. You know, that's that's pretty much my comment. The the frustration on Staten Island's rising steadily. Uh, you know, the borough president is doing his best. Uh, you know, all the elected officials are doing their best and trying to find a better solution. You know, I heard someone say about, you know, there's an empty building on Rikers Island. Just to bring that up is a thousand individuals in one place is a prison setting. Regardless of how you put it, whether it be all women, all male, but the situation that they're putting in these large tents are all male. Um, sitting in one location, doing nothing, not working, uh, nothing to do is going to grow tensions in itself. Yes. And, um, Mario, so, I, I really know, I appreciate do. you taking the call. Thank you. I really do appreciate your call. Mr. Katsimatidis has been big on pushing the migrants uh, at Rikers Island. It's a wonderful idea. But you, you, here's why the mayor won't do it, because the advocates will scream, their advocates will scream bloody murder. You're putting them in jail. Okay, but how does it look right now, Mayor Adams? The advocates are quiet, docile, calm. They're not screaming because you're the one left holding the bag, not them. You're giving the advocates and the migrants everything they want, and you're turning off the people that will decide whether or not you have a term number two. It really is that simple. We have got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to Jericho, Yonkers, Los Angeles, Long Island, South Carolina, New Jersey, and a second call from Yonkers. We'll be right back. WABC. Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back taking your telephone calls. I'm here until 1 a.m. this morning with you. Coming up at midnight, we will switch gears. We'll continue to take the calls as it relates to migrants. But we will also deal with the fact at midnight that nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022, a record high number. That's coming up at midnight. Right now, we're sticking to the migrant issue, scale 1 to 10, in terms of how bad this problem is. 10, the highest number, I give it 100. Let's go right back to your telephone calls. Teddy and Yonkers, good evening, Teddy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Dominic, I'm coming along around your line of thinking, dealing with this migrant issue. Uh, It's a shame. I feel sorry for the women and young children, but I don't have the answer. They can't come to my house. I don't have room. Mayor Adams, you put your, unfortunately, when you, you said it, Dominic, Mayor Adams said, we're a sanctuary city. And Sanctuary City, Mayor Adams, means that you're all welcome to come. And they took him up on his offer. And now he has 97,000 migrants. And based upon the numbers that you gave out, and uh, you don't have to be a math teacher to figure the multiplication out, uh, it's accurate. And that's just enormous. We're already going to be facing a 
deficit of billions, and uh, I don't know. It's it has to start from the White House. Joe Biden, I praise him for his infrastructure bill and some of the other things he's done, but this is his fault. This is his doing. He didn't see this, and they should have seen it. And that's what I got to say. I'm not going nuts tonight. I already went nuts by cutting my hand today, Tom, when the Yankees lost a a 7-3 lead in the ninth inning. I cut my hand after I broke the glass, and... uh, and that's that. Hey, Teddy, hey, Teddy, wait, 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 Teddy, Teddy, before you go off on any any other caller. So, wait, sure. I, I, I got a question for you, Teddy. M- much love going uh, out at you. Do you think a member of the New York Yankees would cut their hand breaking the glass uh, based on something you did? No. No. So why? why would, they're, they're hired guns. They're, they're professional athletes. Why would you take that so personal that they lost? Because that's how fans are, mm. unfortunately. Mm. Some fans are. When you played football, when you if you were going to be, if I was still teaching when you played football at Clinton, mm-hmm. I'd be rooting and yelling for you, man. <laughs> when you played, when you played for Horowitz at Kennedy, right? I that's would be true. Rooting and yelling for you and rooting for you, man. Go, Dom. Go. <laughs> I saw something on Sunday morning with Morgan Freeman being interviewed by David Martin. Very, very interesting. And I have to get get the book about the Black Panther tank unit in Europe in World War Two. And Morgan Freeman said they weren't recognized until Clinton acknowledged it, and they gave the 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 awards to the soldiers to and uh it was on this morning maybe you can look back on it uh, with morgan freeman being interviewed by david martin the war uh reporter for cbs news well uh, i I do have to be honest with you teddy because a celebrity says something i i don't get excited about it so i mean morgan freeman you know I, I hear you. I, I, I hear, I hear, I hear what you're saying. But just do me a favor, Teddy, please. And, and wait, what was that? Uh, hey, Matt Blaze, what? Uh, 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 and stay with me, Teddy, for a second. The um, the uh, the TV show, not the Jeffersons, uh, Fred Sanford. San, what was it? Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. And and what yeah. what would what would the father say whenever he, you know what? It's the big I'm, one coming. It's the Elizabeth, big one. I'm coming to join you, honey. It's the big one. It's the so big Teddy, one. Yeah. So Teddy, so, so, so yeah, Teddy, he would put his hand over his chest. Right. So so Teddy, when you when you offered somewhat a little bit teeny bit criticism of President Biden, I'm I'm like Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you, honey. The big one is here, Teddy. Nothing but much love uh, out at you, and I'm glad that you're calm today. Just do me a favor, Teddy. Again, no member, not even the Bat Boy of the New York Yankees, would cut their hand or with a glass over something you did. So you shouldn't cut your hand based on something they, that the Yankees did. They win, they lose, they go to the playoffs, they don't go to the playoffs. It is what it is. At the end of the day, they're making millions, and that's that. Teddy, thank last, you. So, thank last, you. Thing, last thing. Okay. Just last thing. Jacqueline, I predict that Trump will be indicted, and he'll be found guilty. Well, you mean he'll be indicted again. That's what you mean. Uh, the reports are 
that is coming up as as early as Tuesday. I'm just frankly sick of the district attorney down here. If you're going to indict him, go ahead and indict him. Oh, we're looking at the possibility. We're investigating. Oh, oh, here's where's my new uh, photos, photo uh, professional photos for the media. We're looking at it. Oh, make sure we time this, Teddy. Thank you for the call. Make sure we time this so that no other indictment steps on my 15 minutes of fame. This is my 15 minutes. And then you got the sheriff. Oh, oh, we're, we're, we're going we're going to take a mugshot of Trump. He's just like the rest of us, except Mr. Sheriff, your cronies down there. You know, the good old boys. And and he's the, the sheriff, I believe, is uh, African-American. He's certainly a minority. But I'm just sick of this district attorney in Georgia. If you're going to indict, indict. This is the death of a thousand cuts. Oh, coming back to the grand jury on Tuesday. Dun, dun, dun. How long is it you going to play this out? You you waited out. You waited out Alvin Bragg. You you waited out the feds. You waited out the feds the second time. Now in the dead of summer, dun, 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 we will indict Trump. Excuse me, Madam DA. It's kind of old now, you know. So I I know it's your fifteen minutes of fame and. You know, you want to be somebody. I get it, Madam DA. We all understand. We understand that 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 Trump is the prize and the media that comes with going after Trump. And you've done your publicity photos again. Aren't you proud of yourself, Madam DA? I mean, it's just wonderful. So that when your indictment comes down, you can make sure And we all have publicity shots, right, in fairness to her. So you can make sure you have a wonderful publicity shot. So when they show your picture on the television news, oh, you just look so wonderful, Madam DA. That's what really counts here, right? Because we know that at the end of the day, there's really no substance to the indictment. That phone call is open to interpretation. So now Teddy's going to break another glass because now he's getting upset uh, with what I am uh, stating. Let's go to uh, Shannon, Shannon, Shanna and, uh, on Long Island. Good morning. Good evening. What's on your mind? Oh, good evening, Dominic. Glad you have a longer show. Thank you. Um, one of the things that people don't realize, these uh, so-called migrants are being coached to say uh, they're asylum seekers. What it is is they've been invited to get everything free. And I understand that um, the Catholic Charities and Cardinal Dolan, they're giving them a lot of things, a lot of food and supplies. And that's got to stop because that's what's, you know, not only are they getting the hotels and everything, they're getting everything else. People have to stop welcoming them. And I think everyone has to contact their legislators to say enough is enough. This has got to stop. Or send them all to Delaware. Delaware is a big place. There's not much going on there. They must have facilities where they can put them there. Well, uh, somehow somehow we know that, uh, you know, that's not going to happen in the uh, in the president's uh, uh, backyard. You know, I mean, it's. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so sick of this issue, to be honest with you, because I could have told you on day one that this was going to happen. And they will never stop coming until you lay down the law and say, thank you for the call, and say, enough is enough. We're tired of you using. 
we're tired of you manipulating New York taxpayers. And so, I mean, Mr. Mayor, it doesn't pass the smell test when you welcome them here. And now you're saying, it's not what I can do, Mayor Adams. It's, what, it's on all of us. No, it's not on all of us. You opened this can of worm. Not us. You did it. And then Biden turned his back on you and basically said, hey, man, you may say you to Biden of Brooklyn, but I've got to get reelected first. So I'm going to completely ignore you in New York. And and thus now now Mayor Adams says it's almost like. See, 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 see this in my left hand. What, what was in my left hand? I didn't have anything in my left hand. Where'd you get that from? Essentially, that's what the mayor is stating. And I wish him much success. I really do on a personal level. But boy, did you blow this migrant issue. I don't know who was advising you. Because I would have said to you on day one, listen, you may get five minutes of fame with these nut advocates and with the Legal Aid Society. You may get five minutes of fame with them. It may look a little good with the with the nut progressives, but you are about to open a can of worms that you will never win, ever, ever, ever. And if you're not careful, I've got to take a break. If you're not careful, right, people say that uh, one-term, first-term mayors can't lose, right? He's no longer with us. But but if he was still alive, ask Mayor David Dinkins if first-term mayors lose. And it's it's quite interesting. So you had Giuliani Dinkins, two Two rounds. The first one, Dinkins wins. The second one, Giuliani wins. So now we have a similar situation. You have Adams, Curtis Sliwa. The first one, Adams wins. We know Curtis Sliwa is coming back for the second time. Who knows? Time for a break. We will be right back. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77. W-A-B-C. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Right now, we are discussing the migrant mess. We will continue past the midnight hour, but we will also bring into the discussion the suicide numbers. Nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022, a record high number. And have you seen the video, heard the video of that American Airlines flight from Dallas to Orlando, where the woman, a Texas marketing executive, had a complete meltdown and said that the bleep, bleep, bleep plane is not real, uh, said it was not going to land, and uh, said uh, F, you know what, to the responding police officer. That's coming up at the top of the hour at midnight, we are here with you for two hours on Sundays, continuing on the migrant situation right now. An absolute mess in terms of turning a senior center into a migrant center, Staten Island, uh, up in the Buffalo area. They're saying no mas. 
No more migrants after, or at least until it's under control, after two alleged sexual assaults, one witnessed by a three-year-old child. You've got a hotel, Long Island City. It's now a uh, shelter for migrants. It's Migrant Central. Migrants, migrants, migrants. Let's continue with the uh, telephone calls, Norman in Brooklyn. Good evening, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Um, I just uh, um, I wasn't going to call tonight, but uh, when I hear Teddy, uh, you know, admitting admitting that uh, it's Biden's fault, uh, I go a boo hoo. You know, I mean, uh, it's his party. I ultimately it's people like Teddy that caused this problem, because if he the Democrats need to speak to their uh, to their to their officials they need to they need to voice their complaints against the migrants it is not simply uh uh you know i i i just i just feel like you know it's a little too late teddy and number 1 and number 2 him calling out my friend Jacqueline i thought was very childish but i think uh, also uh, and it's also very small um, a president uh, being indicted and sent to prison is not good, not just for Donald Trump, Teddy. Um, it's not good for the United States. We are a laughing stock. We are becoming a banana republic. Um, you know, I, I, I just uh, it just it just shows me these people are just so small. You know, I mean, you know, you know, um, I'd like to believe you're better than that, Teddy. But uh, he's not. Mm. I, 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 I hear you, Norman. I, um, well, one, maybe we should give Teddy a little bit of credit, just a little bit. Are you willing to give him a little bit of credit? He criticized I'll Biden give him a little, a little bit. bit. I'll give him a little bit of credit, but, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't like how it was followed up with the snarky little remark about President Trump. Mm, I don't, okay. I don't like, you know, I mean, he's, listen, he's, he's calling, look, Teddy's calling a station that is predominantly conservative. Okay, and you know, and if you know, I, I, I don't like that. You know, um, you know, I ain't calling WBAI. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I would suggest to Teddy, yeah, I would suggest to Teddy to call WBAI. He will be among his own kind. Mm. Okay. Well, Norman, thank you for the call. We welcome everyone here at uh, WABC. Dominic Carter here with you up until 1 a.m. We are discussing right now the uh, migrant issue and the wonderful thing about the show being expanded uh, to two hours, thanks to John and Margot Katsimatidis, is uh, your calls on the migrants can bleed over past midnight as we move on to the next topic at the top of the hour. Michael, New Jersey, good evening. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, if Eric Adams runs again, he will definitely be reelected. There's no question, especially if Curtis runs against him. There is no way, shape or form that a Republican can win in New York City with a majority of the city. And let's be honest, it's minority. It's not going to happen. Okay, so wait, 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 Michael. So then how did Giuliani win? No, at the time, you, you want to know how? Very, very simple. There weren't the city wasn't as black then as it is now. A lot of the whites have left. That's number one. And number two, a lot of black people didn't vote. 
they didn't register, and those that did register didn't vote. What changed everything? Barack Obama, the first black president, black people registered. The ones that were registered voted, and from that time on, they started to vote. And like I said, a lot of whites have left. Look, what borough did Curtis get? There was only one borough. What borough was that? Staten Island. He lost Queens. He lost Manhattan. He lost the Bronx. And he lost Brooklyn. And the same thing is going to happen. Number one, he's running as a Republican. Number two, his complexion is not his protection. Right? Let's be honest. As far as crime, I'm going to come right out and say it. Crime means nothing to the overwhelming majority of black people. You want proof? I'll give it to you. Chicago. Mayor uh, uh, Lightfoot was a horrible mayor. You were jumping for joy when you heard that she lost the election. But who did they put in to take her place? Someone who's a thousand times worse. And not only in, in Chicago, in Jackson, Mississippi, they had a horrible, horrible mayor. They threw him out and they put in a bigger lunatic than the one that was there before. His first day after being elected, he said, I intend to be the most progressive mayor in the entire United States. Black people do not look at crime the way white people do. It's, it's true, because if they did, they no one knows how to protest. And I'm going to say it. No one knows how to protest better than black people. They are experts at it. And if they really cared about crime, they would be protesting in front of Alvin Bragg's office and in front of the mayor's office, screaming bloody murder. You SOBs, our children are being murdered. Our babies are being murdered, and you do nothing. I, I don't you think I don't do... think it's that simple, Michael. No, it is I, simple. I think it, no, no, no. It's it's, it's not. It's, it's not. It's not I, I just listened to you going your litany for two minutes. It's uh, not. It's not that simple because you're you're dealing with a lot of historical issues when you're talking about communities of color you're talking about um there may be some truth some to what you just said michael but i don't think that that's the overwhelming issue i think that there's a lot of also frankly dysfunction that comes into play and i think that historically african americans that may feel they have not seen someone that looked like them they want to see someone that looks like them. But unfortunately, these individuals are not representing their interests uh, completely to, to their, their best interests. Dominic, you're black. You think no, no, really? no, no, and you grew up in the ghetto. Really? You grew really? up with a, with a disturbed <laughs> mother, no father, and yet you're rational. You're a normal person, Dominic. I give you credit. Well, well because and I because Michael the problem. Why well, can't they? Why well, can't they, Dominic? I'm going to be completely honest with you. You don't think I asked the same question? You don't think that I asked the same exact question? But you see, but. But Michael, I, I don't, I don't believe, it. I don't believe in. Ex- First of all, the, the, this is not just a black show, so I don't want. I'm not the black psychologist, but, but I, I don't believe in excuses. I believe in if. You, and thank you for the call, Michael. I believe in if you don't work, you don't eat. I believe in if you're supposed to be to work at nine o'clock, you're late if you arrive at eight fifteen. I believe that uh you you report to your bosses and and you give them the best no matter who your bosses may be the best that that you can give them i believe that even if you're facing discrimination don't whine about it 
find a way to get around it. I believe that education is is the ultimate equalizer. But it, it's hard work. I believe and I know that nothing in life that's worthwhile is easy. A lot of people are looking for the magic the magic bullet where I'm going to make it now and I don't have to put any hard work. And and this is not just uh based on African Americans or Latinos, it's it's people all the way uh uh, uh around the board. Let's go to uh Jeff in Forest Hills. Good evening, Jeff. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. Hey, Dominic, how's your neighbor that helped you with the tree? He's doing very well. I haven't talked to him in uh, in in a while, but but he's a Jeff. He's and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you finish. He's a perfect example of what I'm talking about, right? So the man happened to come over and was willing to help me for hours. Did not ask me for a dime. And this is what we should be about as as people. But, but go right ahead, Jeff. Brought it up, and I remember you reflected on that. So I reflected. I mean, you said that I reflected on that tonight. Now, if Eric was your neighbor, you think he'd come over, or would he look at you through the window and wave while he's puffing on a cigar? Well, it's a little different with uh, Mayor Adams because we we did used to hang out uh, at functions uh, together, and so it's a little different because we've known each other before before he. I knew him when he wanted to be a politician. When okay. when 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 he was on the come up, as as if as if they would say. Yeah, I don't know him. I mean, I know some. I don't know him personally, so it's hard to you know. But you see somebody's actions, so you go off of that. But I don't think he's doing this on his own. You know, he seemed like he's good money, but then he does all these decisions, telling all the migrants to come. And the first thing he said, I don't care about the cracker thing and stuff. That don't bother. That the you know. In the meeting, but when he said he needed extra security because of the white supremacists, I mean, I, that's kind of, that, that was a little wrong. <laughs> However, you know, but hey, he's got to do what he's got to do. You know, I like to kick it with him, though. I would have a beer, give him a fist pound just to see what he was about. I'm not saying I would agree with what he had you, to say. You, but... you, would, you would enjoy the conversation with him. I, that's my purpose. And, and, and by the way, he, yeah. he's, he's never used those terms privately with me, uh, you know, okay. that term. Um, I'm thinking now. This is being done on purpose. We're in, we're in for a big, you know what storm is coming. Mm. I'm, this is no mistake. This is no mistake. I mean, those kids over at the soccer field in Randall's Island. Okay, they, hey, they're coming hey, in. Jeff, it's not Jeff, the little sisters Jeff, of Jeff, do me a favor. Just hold on, Jeff. I've got to take a break. Uh, hold on, Jeff. I'm going to come back to you. When we come back, we will deal with the issue of suicide. And uh, we'll be taking a lot more of your telephone calls. We'll be right back for hour number two in just a moment. Us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Good morning, good morning, good Monday morning to you. We will be with you until 1 a.m. Dominic Carter here. And the issues we're going to deal with this hour, we will continue with your calls on the migrants. But, but nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022, a record high number, according to the Centers for Disease Control. 
And this may sound simplistic, but we have got to find a better way to be there for each other, for friends, for family, for neighbors. A record high amount of suicides. And when beaches are closed, so we're dealing with beaches now around the country, but in particular in New York, when beaches are closed, it's for a reason. You may recall that heartbroken uh, account of a 15-year-old Coney Island, the boy drowning. Well, now his mother is suing and blaming the New York City lifeguard shortage. But I don't understand, folks, being quite honest with you, if signs are posted that the beach is closed, and you decide to swim there anyway, how do you now turn around and sue? How do you do that? And in within the theme of the suicides that are occurring throughout the country, did you see the video of the, uh, the woman, Tiffany Gomes, a complete airplane meltdown? And this is regarding an American Airlines flight from Dallas to Orlando. And so she was upset, and she's off the plane, and I don't know if she was allowed to board. But I want you to listen in just one second to what she had to say. She told the police that responded, once, once the airline said, you can't fly, right? then you can't be in that secure area because you're no longer a ticketed passenger. So the police told her she had to go. She told the police, F you. She told the police the plane was not going to land. I don't know what happened with Miss Gomes, but I want you to hear to her meltdown. Ma'am, if you don't leave right now, you could be under arrest for criminal trespass. Let's go. Do not let that flight leave. Being dead serious. Do not let that flight leave. You ready? Let's go. Come on. You heard me. Do not let that flight leave. That flight's not going to make it to Orlando. Let's go. I'm going to. So I I don't know if it was alcohol related. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but she became emotional, started crying. The police were so professional. They gave her her space. She ignored them. She called someone, had a phone conversation. You heard the officer kept saying, let's go, let's go, let's go. His partner didn't uh, uh, move up to her. They didn't touch her. They didn't violate her personal space. And she just kept looking out the window, almost like a kid looking at an airplane, And then she just said the plane is not going to land, the flight from Dallas to Orlando. And that can be seen within itself as a terroristic threat. So the police were trying to cut her a break. And all of this, you know, comes in terms of uh, the mental health situation. And I'm going to break down the numbers in just a second. But again, 
Nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022, a record high number. I'm going to get to that in just a second. I want to go to Jeff. I was talking with Jeff in Forest Hills a moment ago about the uh, the migrant issue. Jeff, go right ahead, please. Thanks, Tom. I don't want to write it out, give your other calls a chance. I just wanted to say that this is being done on purpose, and I don't think Eric Adams has full control. I think right now they're using him. I'd love to have a beer with the guy and talk to him. However, um, they need to put these people in, like, some of these malls, okay? Get, like, the, the, the soccer field on Randall's Island. I mean, it's not like the Little Sisters of the Poor are playing there. Those kids are getting there with Academy buses. So I'm sure they could facilitate something. I'm just uh, assuming that. However, that's not a bad spot because they're on an island. You put all the males there, but if you put them in a, one of these malls, that's, like, maybe two, two tenants left. You could have the tents outside and put the ladies and the children inside or the families. You could have set up offices and your medical and your registration, and you could bust them. Jeff, I, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff I agree with you, know? you. But but the advocates, will, th- and you know? thank, thank you for the call. I agree with you, Jeff, love you, but, but love you too, man. But, they, but the advocates would never go for that. The advocates demand that they be treated just like you and I. The advocates on the the migrant issue, they want the same exact services that you and I get. So that would be offensive to the migrants to put them in a a shopping plaza. You know, you're you're fleeing political persecution yesterday, but today you want the same rights as every New Yorker, only except you're not putting up a single dime for it. It it doesn't pass the smell test. It's, It's... let me take one more call on uh, on um, on on this issue. We we have a few. I'm a, maybe maybe one or two, and then I want to go to the suicide issue. That's what we're going to spend uh, a lot of our time this hour on. Let's go to Bob in Delaware. Good morning, Bob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, how you doing, Dominic? I love your show. Thank you. Very uh, nice of you to say. Thank you. Uh, yeah, great. I've been watching you through many years on N- NY1 and stuff, but good work. Uh, anyway, I agree with Michael. Uh, the blacks don't care about crime. They don't seem to care about crime in so much that they do, but on an emotional level, they can't buck the historical uh, preconditions that go into their day-to-day life that's constantly. So they're very racial in terms of, you know, how they look at their lives in, in the United States as a black person. And they don't want they, – they care about crime, obviously, because nobody wants to be a victim. But they also know that, you know, the police – they don't want to be thrown against the wall by the police. So every time they think about crime, which is an emotional – it's kind of an emotional thing – to them, it gets counterbalanced by another emotional thing, which is, hey, you know, I got thrown against the wall when I was growing up. My kid looks like me, and he could get thrown against the wall. You know, it's like it's a very complicated thing. You know, the way I can look at it is like, let's say in the Middle East, right? If the if some Israelis go ahead and they they beat up some Palestinians and they beat them to death. Right. Jewish people will go and say, well, you know, it's horrible at what they did, but take a look at what happened to us throughout our history. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, I, I, little... I do hear you. I, I do yeah. hear you. Bob, I, I thank you for the call. 
uh, and from Delaware this morning. The only thing I can tell you, you mentioned uh, uh, Israel and the Palestinians and so on. All I can tell you is that uh, having gone to Israel several times and having been there at the time of the bombings on the bus 18, I believe it was, believe me, right? So I'm on the bus and... And you, you, you start, you start looking around and you start, you start looking at everybody about what might they have in their purse. These were the thoughts that were going through my head. Does this old man have a bomb? Does this woman have a bomb? And remember it one second, poof, and that whole bus is gone. So, you know, I, I, I hear you, what, you, what you're saying, Bob. I thank you for the call and thank you for the comments. You know, let me switch gears a little bit, and we may get back to the migrant uh, topic. But, again, this headline caught my attention because it's it's kind of sad. And when I think about it, uh, you know, when someone commits suicide and, and things, I, I can't conceive a situation where things are so bad that you're going to take your own life and often do it by yourself. So you're going to die by yourself. Nearly 50,000, 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022, a record high number, according to the Centers for Disease Control and prevention. This is a 2.6% increase from 2021, the year before, at 48,183, and it's the highest number ever recorded, ever recorded. The greatest increase is seen among adults age 65 and older. The greatest increase seen among adults age 65 and older, which is up 8.1% from the year before. And the second highest increase, again, this is according to the CDC, is among those age 45 to 64. Also an increase among those age 25 to 44, but that was just 0.07%. And so researchers also found overall increases in each gender, right, up 2.3% among men and 2.8% among women and among uh, most racial and ethnic groups. The numbers are, are up. The one bright spot was among children, teenagers, and young adults between the ages of 18 and 34, suicides decreased by 8.4%. It, it, it bothers me when I think about it, folks. It really does that, um, you know, that sometimes people could feel that there's just absolutely no way out and that a better option is to no longer be here. And I'm curious as to, have you ever felt like that? Do you know someone that's felt like that? 
I want you to listen to Ken Zimmerman. Mr. Zimmerman is the CEO of Fountain House, a national mental health nonprofit that empowers people living with serious mental illness. The 60% jump in, in suicide in this country to me is stunning, considering we're supposed to be in the modern age. We're supposed to be at our most comfortable and, and joyous in, in, in society and in history. Why do you think there is this dramatic uptick all over the place? So partly, as the CDC report suggests, there's no single cause. But what is unquestionably clear is that we have a pandemic of loneliness, of isolation. Mm. And as a result of that, we're seeing a decaying of many of the ways in which all of us get support. We all need people, place, and purpose. And if we're lonely and isolated, then many other challenges can become more severe. Pandemic of loneliness. We just heard Mr. Zimmerman say, and this is from an appearance that he made on uh, on CBS, and the first person you heard was the anchor asking the question. Uh, he continued with what he had to say. There are solutions hiding in plain sight. Fountain House, which I'm privileged to be the CEO of, has been around for 75 years, and its essence is as simple as one could possibly imagine. Community is a therapeutic intervention. Mm. If we provide connection, provide agency, start with dignity for people with the most serious mental illnesses, for most of us, what happens is we build resilience. And Arvin, who is not just a member of Fountain House, he's on the board of Fountain House. So he's actually my boss, okay. um, is somebody who represents how transformative it can be when you create community. And we're excited that the clubhouse model, which we started, now has 200 clubhouses around the country and is beginning to gain the kind of attention as the transformative intervention that it really is. A pandemic of loneliness. That's what we just heard Mr. Zimmerman say. Let's open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I, I really want to hear from you folks. Uh, do do you, some, have, have you thought about uh, suicide? Do you know someone that's thought about suicide? What, what are their, what are their circumstances? Somebody like me, I've, I've often said, that I am a, 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 the glasses is always half full, no matter what. The glass is never half empty, no matter what the situation may be. So I, I'm an optimist by nature. I've, I've always been that way. And I, I just, I, I cannot conceive or even see a situation I cannot see a situation where someone may decide, you know, I, I, I've had enough and and I, I can't take it anymore in terms of deciding to commit suicide and a, a pandemic of loneliness. I, I, I'm trying to, to wrap my hands around this. And I, I really want to hear from you folks this morning on this issue. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The first hour, we started talking to you folks as it relates to the migrant issue. 
and we will continue to uh, take some calls on on that as well. But we're going to try and mix it up a bit now and and focus on the suicide uh, aspect. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. I've dealt with I've dealt with a number of issues, including uh, suicide by other family members, two of them, when they were older. And uh, I'm not sure if it runs in families or not. Myself, I've dealt with loneliness because I've lost all my family over the years, one by one, with cats, rescuing cats and keeping them the ones that I can, and uh, they've become like my rock. So they, they give they, me the emotion. The, the, the they cats, give me the emotional go ahead, support. Go ahead. So, they so give you, me the emotional support and take away the loneliness that would otherwise be in my life. So, hey, Robert, one, 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 you're a rock star as far as I'm concerned uh, to, to call up and talk about this live on the radio. But, um, when it comes to loneliness, right, isn't there something that the individual can do about that? Uh, yes, there are things you can. And uh, productive, constructive, those are the two key words. Right, but what I'm saying One is you can end loneliness by simply going to the park. You can end loneliness by, you know, meeting someone. You could end loneliness you know, in, in your local uh, store, your local supermarket. No? Yes. I do that, too. Um, I meet people wherever I go and engage with them, start talking, simple conversation. It can work wonders for you, you to help you feel better. Mm-hmm. And you can also make friends. And so you, and you can build but, but, a support network for yourself. In, in a moment, I'm going to go to Danielle in Brooklyn. But so you, Robert, in your case, you, you lost family members, as you said, one after the other. And then working with rescue cats gave you new purpose? Yes, it did. My, my life has more purpose, a lot of meaning. The cats are my company 24-7. And... Uh, they really uh, make my life so much better having them. And I recommend them to anybody. Or it doesn't have to be cats. It could be dogs, too. They're wonderful also. Hey, Robert, before I let you go, are, 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 are you surprised that uh, that the number's gone up, according to the CDC, of suicides at a record high? Um, I'm not. I would have thought maybe it would have gone higher, actually, but... Okay, I mean, that's the reporting that they've got, so mm-hmm. we've got to go with that. Robert, thank you. Thank you for the call, and thank you uh, for 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 your candidness in, in, in discussing this situation. Danielle in Brooklyn, you are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. What's up, Dominic? Um, I was just listening to you, and I'm like, you know, it's not necessarily what you might think. It could be what you feel. Like, I've known people to to deal with depression to the point where they contemplated suicide. I've dealt with mental health issues, depression, anxiety. And it's not necessarily what you think. It can can just be the feeling inside your chest 
where it just feels so heavy that you just can't take the pain anymore. And, like, in regards to your last caller, like, I had two cats for 20 years, actually, and they were, like, my life. They gave me the most comfort, unconditional love. Like, they helped me, like, in so many ways besides the scientific proof that the fact that they help reduce anxiety and blood pressure and all that. Animals are a great way to, like, cope with mental health disorders. But sometimes it's not just what you think. It could just be how you actually feel. So that Danielle, so so let me tell you how I feel right now. I, I can hear in your voice a, a little bit of anxiety, or may, maybe anxiety is not the right word. Maybe like 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 you like like you you you've you've had to deal with this issue in terms of someone close to you or someone. Is, is that accurate? Yeah. Yes, like myself, I'm actually like going through it right yeah, now. Yeah, I, like, I didn't. I didn't want to say it, but that's what I wanted. No, to say. No, it's okay. It's okay. I know. Like I, I was just when I was when I heard you just before, I was like, I got emotional because like I know how it feels to like not want to commit suicide, but to feel that anxiety where you just like you like you have the shakiness in your voice, like your hands are trembling, and it could be a beautiful day. Everything could be fine, you know. You got the light. There was no traffic. Everything's great. You got a parking spot. You know, your bills are paid but you still have that heaviness inside your chest that is just where you just can't pull yourself out of it. And like, no matter like, which is why, you know, medication and talk therapy is essential. No, no, no matter what, no matter what. So, so is it like a physical an actual physical feeling? You yes. said the heaviness on your chest. Yes. Yes. It's like, like deep in your gut. Like every time you take a breath, it's just like, it weighs you down. It's like when you, when somebody like, suffers heartbreak like that pain inside the middle of your chest or like if you're mourning somebody or grieving that like grief that like that heaviness in your chest that you get when you mourn to somebody if you like uh, emotional pain discomfort it's like that but 24 7 and do you ever get over it or or no i mean eventually yes i mean you know it depends like on what it is like when you mourn, when you grieve over somebody, you know, it takes time for, you know, to heal. And you always have the scars there to remind you of the loss. But the pain eventually does heal. But when it comes to mental health issues that where there is no like specific actual cause, that's why talk therapy and medication is this like can be can be really helpful. And people always put a stigma on it. And I I always hated that. It's like it's just like your blood pressure or your glucose or anything else. Like you, you broke your foot, you got to put a cast on your foot in order for it to heal. You have a broken heart, you got to put it. You got to do something, you know, to help heal your heart. Even though it's a an emotional problem, emotional pain can is just can be just it's, it could be actually worse than actual physical pain because you have the mental, emotional, and physical pain that's associated with everything. Well. Danielle, you 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 uh, you you're a winner to me. You're you're a rock star, as I just said to the yeah. uh, to the last person, because it takes a lot a, a lot of nerves, a lot of a lot of whatever you want to call it to to call up and and put it all out there live on the radio. And so, and I I think I I really do believe this. Uh, Danielle, that just people listening to you, I think you've helped uh, a lot of people uh, within just the last two minutes by discussing this. So I thank you so deeply, and I thank you so much for your telephone call. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Dominic. That means a lot to me. Thank you. And best best of wishes, best of wishes to you. And and it's everything's going to be okay. Just just hang in there. Let's go. No, to, I know it yeah. always is. <laughs> okay, you. yeah, just hang in there. 
You got this, Danielle. Thank you. Let's go to Francine, our friend Francine in Brooklyn. Haven't heard from you in a while, Francine. Yes, I was trying to stay low, keep a low profile. Okay. Okay, so what's going on this morning? Okay, so um, I'm, I didn't want to call in about this, but my girlfriend, of a, I've known for about 25 years, about 10 years ago, she committed suicide. She stuck her head in the oven and turned the gas on, and, um, you know, it just it killed her. And it makes me feel bad because I had introduced her to a, to a guy that she fell in love with, you know, and um, when he stopped responding to her, she killed herself. And, you know, she was a trans woman, just like I was. And, um, she, I, yeah, I don't understand, you know, why would, how could someone do that? You know, don't you value your own life, you know, to get involved with a man that was married? And she kills herself. Mm. I, I'm really sorry to uh, to hear that, Francine. Because um... we went through everything together. We We started transitioning in 73. You know, she came to my birthday party in 1980, uh, just before I had my surgery. I had a birthday party. She came to that. And she, she, you know, bought me albums. I was a Diane Ross fan, Linda Clifford, disco. And then she kills herself, you know. And it just makes it makes me feel guilty that, you know, I had introduced her to this guy. And, you know, she fell in love with him head over heels. And then she just kills herself. You get a, a message from someone said, she turned the gas on and killed herself. So, you know, that bothers me. So I just wanted to call in on that. And when you when you got that message about your friend, I mean, what, were you sitting down? Were you standing up? What what, what happened? When I, you was got work, that? I was working. Uh, I had a job at Brooklyn College. The Brooklyn College, I was working in the library. And my girlfriend, Jean, from Coney Island, called me at the library where I was working and told me that Rachel killed herself. And you know, I, I I had to leave. I had to go home. You know, I you know, was, I had to leave my shift to go home. You mm-hmm. know, and um, it you know that was the end of it. I never heard from her. You know, we, uh, her body was removed from the house, and uh, that was it. I never you know was never able to contact her family or anything like that. And that was just the end of it. You know. Right. Well, Francine, it's it's. Uh... It's nice to hear from you again. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about what happened to your friend. Um, and thank you for your call. Don't don't be a stranger. And um, thank you for uh, for sharing. I've I've got to take a break, folks. We are discussing, uh, in terms of nearly fifty thousand Americans died by suicide in 2022, which is a record high, according to the. Uh, to the uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And it's a very important conversation that that I feel that we need to have, and so that's why we are having it. And uh, all of this comes in light of what happened uh, just recently, American Airlines flight from Dallas to Orlando. A woman just had a complete meltdown and was saying that they, they, and she's apologized for it, that the plane is not going to land in Orlando, just an absolute nightmare, cursed out the, uh, the the police officers. When we come back, we're going to take a call from Dave in Pennsylvania on that situation. We're going to go to Vincent in New Jersey. We are going to uh, go to Staten Island, and uh, we'll also be taking many other calls. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Our 
what you were looking for me. And we are back. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm here until the top of the hour when Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, takes over. We're taking your telephone calls. A story that that just glared out at me happened to be the information when it comes to suicides, a record high. Nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022. We're taking your telephone calls. I mentioned Dave in Pennsylvania, so let's get to it. Good morning, Dave. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, hi, Dominic. Uh, I just wanted to fill in some thoughts. That There's a guy named Benny Johnson. He has a uh, YouTube podcast where he played a video of that woman that had that meltdown, and she she did a uh, video where she profusely apologized for her behavior and apparently seemed to be mortified with herself and was apologetic about how she could put people on the plane through that and admitted it was a mental health episode. And it seems like she wants to be proactive in that area of of mental health. And uh, listen, I've often thought about this, but I never did. But since I have you on the phone right now, I just want to tell you, that I had a similar situation with you and that I had a mother that that was uh, paranoid schizophrenic that dealt with shock treatments and mental hospitals and pills her whole life. And it was, uh, you know, it, it was an existence that I survived navigating through that. But I'll just say this, I, I can relate. <laughs> right. Well, r- right now, Dave, it, 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 this morning's uh, program is not about me, not about my book, not about my mother. I'm listening to you folks. I, I will um, I will discuss that, uh, you know, another time. I just they, I find these suicide numbers uh, uh, alarming. And and, you know, when you think about it, we, we know there are mental health issues for for someone to decide that it's a better option to take their own life. And so I just wanted to, to hear from you folks. I, I'll deal with my situation uh, another time. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Ed on Staten Island. Good morning, Ed. What's on your mind? Hello? Yes, Ed, go right ahead. Are you on a speakerphone? Uh, I'll take it. Okay, Ed, you know, go I'm ahead, a, I'm a big, please. I'm a, I'm a regular listener, a big fan of yours. Okay. But um, your, your, your choice of topic is raw. It, it, you said, wait, wait, you said it's wrong or it's raw. I couldn't no, hear you. R-W-R-A-W, raw. Raw, okay. You're dealing with, like, really strong human emotions. and That's exactly the point. Yeah, but, you know, you're not clinically trained. You're a journalist by training. So, see, so obviously, Ed, you don't know much about my life then. To even make no, that I comment, do, I do. I know. I know your mother was a schizophrenic, and you mm-hmm. were, you know, you had a tough childhood, and you pulled mm-hmm. yourself out of poverty. I'm a right. regular listener. I okay. know your story. Okay, okay. So, so Ed, so I'm not supposed to discuss the issue of suicides, then? Well, you're free to discuss whatever you want. It's a free country, right? So then, what's what's the problem? I'm not getting it, Ed. It's 
it's an it's an extremely personal thing, right? And and it's, and, and, and it's a caller's decision to call up and discuss it should they decide to want to do so. Correct. I'm not criticizing you. I'm I'm just saying that, you know, it's what what it, you, it, what it, it sounds like you're really saying, Ed, is that you're not comfortable with the discussion, and that's okay. That's okay. But that's yeah, what, no, that's. That, that's that's exactly right. Yeah. You know, okay. I had a lot of changes in my life in the last two months. My dad died. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had to put my mother in a nursing home. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and I feel lonely. And, uh, you know, so, you know, for, for whatever it's worth, just tread lightly on this subject. And, and I am. I'm very aware of the fact of the topic that, of what I'm discussing, Ed. And, I, and I'm sorry about, uh, but thank you for the call. I'm sorry about your parents and what you went through. But every now and then on this program, I will pick a topic. Um, and um, I, I don't go based on a level of controversy, but I may pick a topic. Some Many times I'll veer off of politics, and I'll pick a topic, something that may catch my attention, and I'll, I'll focus on it. And and this is one in terms of uh it, it, with, with the suicide numbers going up rather than going down. And when you look at our phone board right now, we are completely jammed with telephone calls where people want to discuss this. I think it's very much so a relevant uh, issue. And again, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry of what, what happened to your, to your uh, mom and dad, Ed, and I, I wish you the very best. Let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. Uh, a lot of it has with uh, has to be with emotional and physical. And what I mean by that is you could be in uh, a whole lot of pain from herniated discs in your back and then find out that you're going to go blind and you don't know if it's going to be three days, three months, or three years, or a little longer. All of that builds up, and you're not getting your family support. And you're looking at uh, Oxycontins, Vicodins, muscle relaxers, and uh, things can turn sour real fast and easy. Do you know anybody, Mike, that that uh, where things uh, where that's happened that you feel comfortable talking about, or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, me. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. So, hey, so, 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 happen, you know? so you you've gone through loneliness and so on. Yeah, the family kind of just kicked me to the curb in a way. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when my mom passed, it was a whole free for all on top of that. And, I had to fight for everything to, you know, survive what I got. And, uh, but I said, you got, you know, your, your pain pills are sitting there, your Vicodins, Oxycontins, uh, muscle relaxers. Uh, you find out you're going to have a, what they call RP, retinitis pigmentosa. And that's uh, the back of your eyes, the, uh, your rods and cones are shutting down. That's your color and your light. And when they shut down, you're done. There's no cure. Uh, The right eye is gone. And the left eye is following, you know. 
Well, Mike, uh, we thank you for your t- telephone call. We thank you for sharing, and and I really do wish you the best. Thank you, thank you very much for your call. Let's go from Brooklyn to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to LQ. Good morning, LQ. What's on your mind? Morning. Um, it is a you know very touching area. I have a very close relative that's um, you know contemplating that, and when you're that close, it almost affects you. It's like it affects you. It has to. It's uh, something that uh, it affects the, you know, it doesn't have something to the, the loneliness, isolation, and physical things, and uh, just being uh, no support from family. But it's part of the mind when the family is not there, but they might not be there long enough for them. So it's something that really should be addressed a lot more, maybe even on your station, but talking on a regular. This is how bad the situation the numbers are correct, and the age group is correct, and it's a, uh, the city, but, you know, they ain't going to have no money for the, a lot of these places that need, these people need help, especially with now trying to fight for money for the immigrants. It's going to get worse, and it's, it's, just, it's a, a spiritual tragedy because the church is failing bad with this issue. LQ, we, uh, we we thank you for the call, and, and uh, you mentioned that when it's impacting someone, you know, another person, it's almost like it's impacting you because you're close to it. So I really do wish you the best. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the call this morning. Dominic Carter here with you, folks, Talk Radio 77 WABC. And LQ is correct. It's the type of topic that needs to be discussed more, a lot more, not less, not less, a lot more. And and that's indicative by the amount of calls that are coming in this morning uh, on this issue in terms of nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022, a record high number, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I've got to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, more of your telephone calls from Jericho to Brooklyn, Long Island, Staten Island, South Carolina, and Suffolk County. We will be right back. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And the city of New York is launching a new vaccine campaign aimed at persuading thousands of older and disabled New York City residents to get their updated COVID-19 and flu shots this fall and winter. The New York City Community Partnerships for Vaccine Access and Equity will launch the uh, outreach effort to distribute the shots in the South Bronx Far Rockaway of Queens and Brooklyn neighborhoods of East New York, Brownsville, Coney Island, Sheepshead Bay, and Brighton Beach. We are taking your telephone calls up until the top of the hour. I'll have to deal with the beaches situation and a lawsuit over the young man that lost his life a another time. But uh, the topic at hand right now, nearly 50,000 Americans died by suicide in 2022, a record high number according to the center's for disease control and prevention. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Linda, Long Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dom. Good morning. This is a very, very interesting topic. I'm re- I was really surprised. 
Uh, I had already planned it. I planned it because, you know, everyone is not the same. A lot of people, obviously, for emotional reasons, would go out and do, you know, do something and not think about it. Um, I had thought about it. I lost my identical twin, but the night, you know, she didn't know how to argue with anyone. She could never just, you know, she could disagree, but she was in that. All right, because you don't know, you know, obviously you think because she's my twin, but everybody said the same thing. She was the nicest person in the world, and it happened suddenly. And, um, they, you know, I have a certain situation, physical. I'm okay now, but I, I'm planning. I was planning how I'm going to do it, I'm, you know, on my terms, not just to, you know, be like really bad and die somewhere. You know what I mean? You know, I'm trying to be logical, not emotional. You know what I mean? I I have a lot of friends. I'm not lonely. You know what I mean? So, I I mean, the normal thing you think of, somebody talked about suicide, because it's an emotional reason, and you go out, you know, something happens, and you don't think sometimes, and you do something. Or, you know, I think about her every minute, you know, so almost every night. And it, it's just like, it's like other things, like you plan in your life, things that you, everything doesn't work out in everyone's life. You know, a lot of things don't work out. Some do, right? But mm-hmm. I just, I think in, in some things, I think logically. And for me, that's what I want. I want to know exactly what's going to happen to me. So I know at a certain point, I looked into something, you know, that's obviously I would never say it on the air. That's not painful. That's one of the things, you know, I don't love pain. Right. Well, okay, well ho- so hopefully, I, Linda, we, we hope we hope it doesn't come to that. We really do. We really do wish you the best. I hope it doesn't come to that at all. Thank you. But, you know, everybody's at some, ter- some time, right, it's going to happen. Right. Well. Make it a million years from now. But, Linda, thank you. Thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Pete. Pete on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking the time to speak on this subject. I know you know a lot about it. Uh, Tonight I have an experience, and I haven't run an off switch, which in some ways I'm happy with, but in some ways I hate it because my wife understands it because when I go into this mode, I'm not a, you know, I'm not, I'm not Pete. I'm a different person. Now, tonight there was a car run, a driving erratically and the guy slammed the brakes and I ran over to the car and he was having an overdose. So I had the knock on. So I sprayed him and unfortunately he passed away. But the last words he said was Peter, Peter, because he knew me from the neighborhood. So that is ringing through my head right now, but I'm dealing with it. But I have that off switch on. And I'm up, I'm like looking at my liquor cabinet, which I have, but I haven't drank in years. Right, well, well, Pete, right, right. You and I had that conversation uh, last weekend. Yes. You told me it's been 40 years, so please, yes. let's not yes. let's not go there. No, I won't. But the thing is, I also won't go out of the house. I have my cat colony, but I have my friends, 
and I called them, and they were all taking care of everything tonight because I just don't want to be out have an altercation with somebody because when I get like this, I'm totally that I just want to go and just hide out and be quiet, listen to talk radio, interesting topic like what you're talking about because people have to hear this stuff. It can't be kept in like it was for years. That's and that's have, exactly why why I'm doing yeah. the segment, Pete. That, I, that's and I why. thank you for it. I thank you for it sincerely. So, Pete, uh, uh, before I let you go, and I want you to exhale for me, are, are you surprised that the suicide numbers are going up? No, I'm not, especially what's going on with the pandemic and all these restrictions and everything. This is what works on people. You know, you either believe it or you don't believe it, but your mind, you, you can't uh, function. You go into a supermarket. Uh, I look to see if the supermarket's empty before I go in. I have known to be driving around to find one place that's empty. If I see a lot of cars, I don't go in, you know, because it's just, uh, you know, people are tense and you get into confrontations with them. And I don't like that. I don't like to do that because I like to just be mellow and listen to, you know, other people's feelings and stuff. Okay. This radio is a therapy for me, especially okay. your show. Well, thank you. And a couple of the shows. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. you, Pete. And we, we got nothing but love for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call. Let's go from Staten Island to Suffolk County. Let's say good morning to Chris. Chris, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. How are you doing, Dominic, man? What's up? I'm doing well. I hope you're doing well as well. You know, I really, I, I am surprised about those numbers, uh, and I actually, I actually had to go sit out in my van because I didn't want anyone in my house hearing me make this phone call. I'm actually sitting in my driveway right now. But anyway, uh, I have actually, and I've actually surprised myself because I've had issues like the past two years where things just weighed down on me, whether it was different things happening with my health, you know, nothing major, but just stuff that just was nagging at me or money problems. Uh, I took a financial hit with COVID and all that. And I found myself actually uh, thinking about that, you mm-hmm. know, at like option. And I, and I was, sometimes I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Like calling myself stupid. I was like, what are you doing? Right. Like, what, what, are you crazy thinking about that? You know, and I, I'm married and I have a guy, you know, I have two good kids. I got a bunch of kids, except kids and, and all that. And I, you know, they're all out of the house, but I have like a 13 year old daughter still in the house. And sometimes I'm like, I look at that and I said, oh my God, am I, what's wrong with you saying stuff? Like, why would you think that? You know, but um, I could see how people could start doing that um, because I, 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 I've actually had it go through my mind. <laughs> right. Well, you know what, Chris, I, I give you a lot of credit as well uh, that 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 you're even discussing this. You know, you, you say you're in the car outside of the house. Yeah, no, I can't let anyone hear this because I, I'm the, you know, what's funny is I'm the, actually, if someone even heard me, they'd recognize my voice because I kind of got a distinctive voice. They would know it's me right away. But but anyway. Welcome um, to the club. I, I'm not, yeah. I'm the uh, I'm like the funny brother. The fu- I'm the crazy one in the family. Like you know, I'm the crazy uncle. You know, jumping in the pool. You know, messing with the kids, taking the kids to the movies. Actually, I took all the kids to the movies today. You know, uh, but the past couple of years, I, I, I've had things that would be nagging on me, and and I would say, well, maybe that's you know, maybe I can get out of this and not have to deal with this. But and then, like I said, I would be ashamed of myself for even thinking about that. 
you know, and if that, I mean, I, I don't think that would ever happen. I, I hope I don't get to that point, but they, nobody in my ha- my family would even believe it because I'm like the clown guy. <laughs> right. Hey, Chris, I'm proud of you, man, for at least, uh, you know, articulating uh, some thoughts that you've had um, and, and hang in yeah. there, man, and continue to be yeah, the leader you. in your family. Thank you. Thank you so much. In a moment, I'm going to bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, but I want to go to Russell in North Carolina. Good morning, Russell. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah. Hey, Dominic. Yeah, I'm actually a guy who has called uh, on a few occasions the, um, the suicide hotline thing because, you know, I'm not going to say I was on the verge, but, like, really crazy stuff was going through my brain. And I unfortunately didn't catch your whole show, but I'm a guy who has had a lot of concussions mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys touched on that, but no, no, I I didn't um, go into any. Um, I I didn't want to uh, you know trigger anything or anyone, so I didn't go into any. I I've had a concussion from playing football, and they're not fun, Russell, as you know. Yeah, and I've had a lot of them starting at like, I think I was like twelve when I had the first one, and quite a few after that for different reasons that I'm not going to go into. But right, um, and. You know, I, I've been to a neurologist, but they said, look, you know, the only way to diagnose CTE is right. post-mortem. Right. Like an autopsy, um, right. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I mean, I've had I've had crazy moments. Like, I've called the cops and told them there were people out in the parking lot trying to kill me. And I mean, you know, thankfully I have a great, I have a great wife, and she stands by me. Mm-hmm. And, but every day is. You know, every day is different. I mean, some days are great and right. some are not great. And um, I'm just really thankful that you're out there talking about it, man. I will. So, I, Russell, that's, that's I, I will. I thank you. I will. If you could see the uh, the phone calls with people all, all with their testimony as to, you know, what they're dealing with right now. The, no, Russell, you're not alone. And you use the word thank, thankful as it relates to your wife. Uh, being there to assist you, being there to be the rock for you. And, and, and that is something to be very thankful for. Thank you for the call, Russell. I always try to look for a positive in a situation. And uh, Russell, you, you got a lot to be uh, thankful for, you know, as you mentioned, your wife. Folks, we see your calls. If I can get the opportunity to get back to them, I will, time permitting. But let me bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. So what do you have coming up? All right. Well, actually, kind of going hand in hand with uh, what you've been talking about this hour, I'm going to be joined by a comedian, a personality who's on a one-man mission to bring more happiness to people's lives. Jeffrey Gurian is going to join me next hour, and we're going to talk about how when people are having a tough time, how they can find some happy moments in what may seem like very difficult times. Wonderful. Uh, Looking forward to that. There's a new play, a one-man show out about uh, Dwight Eisenhower, who was one of the most important Americans in history and whose presidency is still shaping the world as it is today. I'm going to talk with the Tony Award-winning actor who's playing Dwight Eisenhower. And also, not dissimilar from what you were talking to or talking about, I'm going to speak about social media with a professor of social media in 
Florida. There was a very interesting interview as well that Tucker Carlson did with the head of the Capitol Hill Police about the January 6th riot. We're going to get into that. A uh, lot of other news coming out of Hawaii, coming out of Washington, coming out of New York. We got a, a, an action-packed four hours. I'll give you some highlights of my weekend, some lowlights. It's going to be a fun show, but an interesting show and an informative show, I hope. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight is coming up next. Folks, I will not do you a disservice and try and take another call because I simply don't have the time, but we will do this topic again in which we can discuss this. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77, WABC.